Welcome back to the Hemingway List Podcast for Book 14, Chapter 13. Um, Even though Pierre heard the story with the old merchant multiple times from Platon, he now listened to it as something new. Why does it make such an impression on Pierre now, and why do you think he chooses to listen to it again? After reading the final line of this chapter, what do you think that the mysterious meaning of the story is, and what do you think of this passage? Do you agree with Tolstoy slash Pierre's reflections here? Final line of the chapter. It was not the story itself, but its mysterious meaning, the rapturous joy that shone in Karateyev's face as he told it, the mysterious significance of that joy that now strangely and joyfully filled Pierre's soul. It's a bit cryptic, isn't it? Pierre is, um... I don't know, I feel like he's kind of hunting for some meaning in such a dark place where maybe there is no meaning, you know? Or maybe there is. Maybe Karateyev really was trying to um, project some mysterious significance from that. But maybe not. Ripster 66 says, Pierre has heard this story many times, but not, I would argue, in this particular context. The teller is clearly ill and likely dying. The listeners are all suffering physically, physical hardships previously unknown to them, and the enraptured way the story is being told puts the emphasis on the moral of the story very differently. Previously, the irony of the old merchant's death would be sad and regretful, but now, under the horrible conditions that this group is experiencing, his attitude and forgiveness is beautiful. With Karatev's telling, the idea of a peaceful death, forgiven of all previous sins, is a beautiful thing. There is no blame or animosity, only peace and an escape from pain in death. With every chapter, Pierre continues to deepen his spiritual understanding of the world and find meaning in everything around him. Really good, really good interpretation, Rips to 66. The reader's new account said, That is a beautiful interpretation. Thank you for sharing your insights on this chapter. Mississippi Reader said, Thank you. Your comment added so much to my understanding and feeling towards the chapter. Yeah, well done to you, Rips to 66. That was a great comment. FDLP1 says, The campfire setting jumped out to me given. The worst of circumstances, there can be refuge in approaching the situation with a positive framework and with communal storytelling. This can be a natural skill set, but the last two larger sections have shown that Platon's example has facilitated Pierre to develop similar coping mechanisms. And Twisted Every Way says hearing a story in a different context or in a different situation can always put a new spin on it. I think Pierre is less affected by the actual story here and more affected by Platon's demeanour, his pleasant personality. I think Pierre has felt a pretty deep connection with Platon from the start and now he's really connecting to him via his storytelling abilities. That's a nice moment. Now let's have another nice moment, which I like to call Chapter 14, Book 14. And actually, well, actually, um, 
there's a really heartbreaking chapter coming up and I've, I've got a feeling it's today's one I could be wrong it might be coming up in the next few days but prepare for heartbreak chapter 14 goes like this a view places suddenly cried a voice to your places a pleasant feeling of excitement and an expectation of something joyful and solemn was aroused among the soldiers of the convoy and the prisoners from all sides came shouts of command and from the left came smartly dressed cavalrymen on good horses passing the prisoners at a trot oh excuse me yawning while i'm podcasting the expression on all faces showed the tension people feel at the approach of those in authority the prisoners thronged together and were pushed off the road the convoy formed up the emperor the emperor the marshal the duke and hardly had the sleek cavalry passed before a carriage drawn by six grey horses rattled by. Pierre caught a glimpse of a man in a three-cornered hat, with a tranquil look on his handsome, plump white face. It was one of the marshals. His eye fell on Pierre's large and striking figure, and in the expression with which he frowned and looked away, Pierre thought he detected sympathy, and a desire to conceal that sympathy. The general in charge of the stores galloped after the carriage with a red and frightened face, whipping up his skinny horse. Several officers formed a group and some soldiers crowded round them. Their faces all looked excited and worried. What did he say? What did he say? Pierre heard them ask. While the marshal was passing, the prisoners had huddled together in a crowd and Pierre saw Karatiev, whom he had not yet seen that morning. He sat in his short overcoat leaning against a birch tree. On his face, besides the look of joyful emotion it had worn yesterday while telling the tale of the merchant who suffered innocently, there was now an expression of quiet solemnity. Karatev looked at Pierre with his kindly round eyes, now filled with tears, evidently wishing him to come near that he might say something to him, but Pierre was not sufficiently sure of himself. He made as if he did not notice that look and moved hastily away when the prisoners again again went up sorry when the prisoners again went forward pierre looked around karatev was still sitting at the side of the road under the birch tree and two frenchmen were talking over his head pierre did not look around again but went limping up the hill from behind where karatev had been sitting came the sound of a shot. Pierre heard it plainly, but at that moment he remembered that he had not yet finished reckoning up how many stages still remained to Smolensk, a calculation he had begun before the marshal went by, and he again started reckoning. Two French soldiers ran past Pierre, one of whom carried a lowered and smoking gun. They both looked pale, and in the expression on their faces, one of them glanced timidly at Pierre. There was something resembling what he had seen on the face of the young soldier at the execution. Pierre looked at the soldier, and remembered that two days before, that man had burned his shirt while drying it at the fire, and how they had laughed at him. Behind him, where Karatev had been sitting, the dog began to howl. What a stupid beast. Why is it howling? thought Pierre. His comrades, the prisoner soldiers, walking beside him, avoided looking back at the place where the shot had been fired, and the dog was howling, just as Pierre did, but there was a set look on all their faces.
Alright, there we go. There's another chapter down, and there it is. There's that heartbreaking moment I was talking about. Poor old Karatev couldn't keep walking. And, uh, well, suffered his fate. Alright, thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you tomorrow.